Hey, and welcome back to the So Pro Cycling Show. This is the first time I'm saying that as we have just changed our name. So if you're still joining us from our pocket podcast days, welcome back. And hopefully you like the new name. I think it, I think it fits us pretty well. So today we are starting a new series on the show, and this is mainly going to be a rider interview type of series. So we're going to interview cyclists and see how they entered the sport and, you know, how they started racing and what everything has looked like in between then. So if, if you have an interesting story and want to be interviewed, you know, feel free to shoot us an email at thepocketpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, we're still using our old email. Uh, you can also connect with us on Twitter or message us on SoundCloud. All the links for, you know, the best way to get in, t- in touch with us is going to be in the show notes below this episode. So now, if you guys have been enjoying the show, I'm going to ask for a quick five-minute favor. If you can please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, type out exactly what you like about the show. It really helps us, you know, reach more listeners so we can keep the show going for the the long term. So to start us off today, we are interviewing Abel Durant. He's a 22-year-old cyclist and recently graduated from Indiana University. Uh, We talk about his start of cycling in Southern Texas and how that led to being on the Delta Chi cycling team at IU. And we also talk about his passion for the IU Cycling Club and how, as the president of the club, he was able to organize one of the first collegiate races Bloomington, Indiana has seen in years. So this is a great episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. So let's let's get into it. All right, and we're live. So welcome back to the SoPro Cycling Show. Today we have Abel. So Abel, to start off, like, how did you get into cycling? You know, what was the inspiration to start riding bikes? Yeah. So for me, cycling kind of went uh, in and out. I actually started riding when I was really young uh, in the city that I was from. Mountain biking was really big. So when I was maybe four or five, I rode mountain bikes. Um, nice. Out in the the trails out by the Rio Grande in Southern Texas. And, um, yeah, I kind of did that for a while and, uh, it was pretty competitive down there. There was like this guy that would always beat me. I got perennially second (laughs) (laughs) and then I sort of stopped riding for a while and picked it back up at the same place that Thomas did at, uh, Indiana university. Um, and that time more road cycling, um, I guess I was just looking more so for exercise in college more than anything. Yeah. Well, you, you got into it by joining Delta Chi. Is that how? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I joined a fraternity, um, at Indiana university and we have this race that's been talked as has been talked about in this channel a couple of times because called little five where there are also fraternity teams. Um, and I didn't, quite have a niche within the fraternity. Um, and I didn't think of myself as a terrible athlete and we had a really bad team. So I don't know. I just sort of, <laughs> <wore it. laughs> I don't remember exactly how we met, but I just remember freshman year on the track, you guys were practicing exchanges and, uh, what's his name? Brandon. Also Brandon. Yeah. He was, I mean, you guys are practicing exchanges and you were just 
crashing every single time like he would come around the lap and he'd just be like all right let's do it again and you were so beat up and i was just like i feel so bad for this kid well he was like not nice about it either i don't feel like the thing is is like i feel like i didn't help myself because i just would get more frustrated that i wasn't doing it right and brandon's sort of the type of guy that's like we suck we got to get right personality so it's like a mixture of Aiding not doing well and Brandon being like, if you're not doing it at 30 miles an hour, it's not an exchange. <laughs> right. Um, he was flying in there and this was like your first time doing exchanges. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that my first concussion ever was actually doing an exchange. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I'm surprised like you didn't get discouraged from that because I mean, most people probably would if they're like doing this 50,000 times and crashing every time on cinders which isn't fun no definitely not there were some painful scrubbing nights out there yeah um so before you got into cycling though you were into tennis right yeah how'd you get into that honestly that one's like super random like my brother just decided to play tennis and then kind of how like we say that that got started is there used to be this disney channel commercial with maria sharapova on it uh, and she'd teach people like, oh, this is how you hit a two-handed backhand, whatever. So then my brother's like, all right, I know how to play tennis. So he started playing it. And then I guess I was just fed up with running because I was a runner. Um, and I wanted to try something else. And then that's how I got started into that was uh, in part because of my frustrations with running. And then also my brother played it. So it was just nice to have somebody to play with. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, you de- you definitely had like a endurance background before you came to cycling, I'd say. Yeah, with the running and you had yeah. a hockey background. Yeah, I did. Which yeah. I guess is kind of like endurance a little bit. You have actually never talked about that in uh in this show. Like, have you ever thought about what being a hockey player means for cyclists? Like, do you think it impacted the way you turned out? Uh, I'd say maybe a little bit just like being able to recover kind of quickly because with hockey you know you're out there for a minute or so going full gas and then you chill and then you have to do it again so i don't know just it's kind of like intervals i guess (laughs) and and i'm like it doesn't scare me when i'm like in a race and like people are bumping and stuff like i'm just kind of used to that so i guess that helps But, no, it's actually one of the big disadvantages of like coming from the sport background that I have is like, I'm super not okay with people touching me. <laughs> so, like, uh, well, and actually just like, I think we don't really change uh, from sport to sport. Like I haven't seen people be some sort of type of way in one sport and then be drastically different in cycling. Uh, like in running, I could never sprint. I was always like the steady guy. Same with tennis. You know, it's like, uh, could run everything down, but nothing too quickly. Um, yeah. Cycling, I mean, uh, definitely a steady state rider. And then if people lean into me, I usually break and don't let them touch <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of that's just like getting used to it. But I would agree with that statement. Like in hockey, I was always, you know, I was able to do like long shifts, but. I could never like, I was never the first one to the puck. If I'm like skating way across the ice, like I was never the fastest. 
and I'm definitely not a sprinter in cycling. So I don't know. Longest uh, ever at uh, Intelligentsia last year. Was it Intelligentsia? The one that you won going out of the, the last oh, year? Oh, no, that was Glencoe. Okay, yeah, that was the longest sprint ever. That was a long sprint. <laughs> I just held it. Just held it. Just... <laughs> yeah, Those... we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. Right. Um, but so, yeah, you got into racing with Little Five and you did that all four years, right? Yep. And then you know, that kind of led on to like IUCC and you want to talk about that a little bit, like how you, you know, moved up into the president role. Yeah, definitely. So, um, my freshman year, I didn't do, so I, first of all, IUCC is the Indiana university cycling club. I guess formally it's called like the cycling club at Indiana university in case, uh, club sports hears, hears it. So that, that's <laughs> the name. Um, and uh yeah i didn't really participate in it my freshman year in fact i didn't even know group rides were a thing my freshman year like brandon mentioned one time that people got together and rode together and i was like what like people do that uh so i guess my sophomore year uh when i was lonely and my teammates weren't too motivated uh that's when i like started branching out and meeting new people which included you among others And then that spring, you know, my team was still sort of coming together. Um, Anthony Vecino, who rode at that, rode at that time for Delta Tau Delta, rest in peace. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, They, he was like, yeah, um, we need somebody for our team time trial. And I was like, okay, uh, I guess I'll look into it, but I wasn't a category A my, or, or a B because you could e- be either or to do the, the category A team time trial, which I guess to give context on that, um, collegiate, the categories are A, B, C, D um, instead of right. four, five. And uh, A is the equivalent of cat three or below. So I guess three, four, five is like further split in the collegiate, which is, I guess, a little scary. Like if you want to imagine people saying cat five races are really scary. Cat D might be something else. Um, (laughs) but anywho, uh, yeah, I got into that and sort of just did it by default or out of curiosity my sophomore year. Um, and it turned out to be pretty fun. Um, which is also the same year that, uh, I think for the, the rest of the collegiate season, there's this really funny story about how Thomas got invited to this team time trial in Lindenwood uh, with Luke Tormelin and Vecino. Yeah, Wait, are you talking about me, Thomas, uh, or Thomas Svenstrup? No, you, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was junior year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, your junior year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah. And then uh, junior year was when, like, uh, I was formally, I guess in the exec board with Thomas, uh, I guess like the club was just looking for more organization at the time. There was somebody that sort of had her head on straight, you know, more, um, more sort of a thinker type of person and thought to make the club more legitimate. So, um, I don't know, she brought me on board and I brought Thomas on board and other folks got on board and, that year I just realized that there was a really big sort of leadership opportunity there. Uh, and also like a development sort of like, uh, leaving 
some sort of legacy behind sort of deal. Um, so that's when I got really motivated to sort of develop the club. And uh, yeah, I mean, going into my senior year, there was um, quite frankly, just uh, nobody else that seemed to care about the club as much as I did. So it was a sort of natural progression to becoming president of the club. Like I think for a while, because I was so frustrated with little five, it was what kept me motivated to keep writing um, and kept me working towards something. Um, And the the last year was pretty good. I mean, it was a really enjoyable experience and uh, I, I think fondly of uh, my time with uh, the cycling club. Yeah. And you, you put on the first race they we've had IUCC's had in, I don't know how long. Yeah. That went pretty well. Yeah. That went really well. It was, it was awesome. Honestly, it was like the highlight of my college career. Like that was just uh, like the biggest thing I'd ever done. Uh, Of course, like not to take credit away from anybody, there were a lot of other hands that uh, helped make it happen. Um, but it was a lot of fun, um, and super hard at the same time for it being our first time. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, but it was cool. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we can say we did it. And this year it seems like the club again is super motivated to try to make it happen. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys keep killing it out there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. For those who don't know, just to clarify, Abel's a year younger than me. So when he's talking to his junior year, it's really my senior year, et cetera. And for uh, IUC or the race in Bloomington, Bloomington has like some of the best terrain to ride on. And we like never would have a race. It would always be in like Michigan or where else did we go? Uh, we went to, I think one time. Um, upper uh, Indiana, Notre Dame, uh, Wisconsin. Ohio. Yeah. So like all these flat places that just suck to ride. And then we have, uh, you know, Bloomington with hills and like actual terrain and we just never had a race. So, you know, that was awesome that you were able to put that together and you were, you killed it, man. You like didn't sleep at all that weekend. (laughs) No, (laughs) Yeah. That one was a a little rough, but others didn't sleep either. Uh, and like I said, there were a lot of folks that helped out there to make it happen. Yeah. So, you know, we have IUCC and Little Five. How did that lead on to like normal USAC races? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always sort of interesting. And I think actually you have uh, a lot of perspective. Well, I don't even know if a lot of perspectives, but you have a particular perspective as to how it all works within both of those spaces. Like something I could never wrap my head around in terms of USA cycling. Uh, and how either one of those translates is a lot of people that are diehard little fivers always say that they're better little five riders than road roadies. And that never made sense to me. It's like, okay, you're either going to be like putting out power or you're not. (laughs) Yeah. But I think uh, in terms of the translation, I think little five can make you a really, really strong cyclist. Um, but you might not know like much about racing strategy, like, or, or even much about like pack sort of, um, awareness. Like it doesn't take nearly as many technical skills to succeed in little five. 
uh, that he would use in uh, in a crit, for example. There are like different types of skills you need. Like you would never need to know how to do an exchange, right? To to be right. successful. Uh, right. Or like for middle five, it's just like you can you always are pedaling. Whereas in a crit, you know, if you're taking a sharp turn, you may have to stop pedaling for a second and then sprint out of that turn. Definitely. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of different skills. I don't know. I always felt like I was better on the road, but I, I guess I wasn't that bad at little five either. No, I, I wouldn't know. say you're too bad either. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't getting dropped out there. Let's just say that. That's true. Except um, our, both of our ITTs were not very good. So. Yeah, I was. That was one thing I was not good at on level five bike was the four lap ITT. But I. But neither one of us really did any cadence work. Like I, I got like fed up with cadence work like my junior year. Yeah. Just, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start USAC races like just in the summer between between uh, school years just to you know stay on top of the training and stuff? Yeah, actually, my first uh, my first race, also the same race that led uh, some of uh, Thomas's teammates to not want to talk to me, um, <laughs> was Monsters of the Midway in Chicago, <laughs> and there was there was one of their teammates. I can't remember his name. Apparently, I crashed him out like super Davis. Davis, that's right. Uh, yeah, didn't mean to do that, but that was like my first race ever. And that summer I was like relatively consistent, but not really. Like I raced, I think maybe like six or seven times that summer. And, uh, but I actually also made a lot of progress. Uh, I don't know, uh, exactly why, but that summer was when I had, I think my biggest leap in like, uh, in skill just out of going to group rides. And I know we talked about that before, like before we got really geeky into the training plans. Uh, I remember both you and I agreed that I could never train as well if I wasn't in a group ride and like the summer group rides just like would get you super strong. Um, and that was like my first experience of that. Um, uh, so yeah, I mostly raced over the summers I'd say starting out before I took collegiate more seriously. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty much how I trained too, is just the group rides, like my first three or four years on the bike. Then I got a power meter and now I start actually doing workouts. But um, so you were, you counted up to a four after your first year? Um, I think so. But now you're a three. So yeah, I counted up to three at the end of my junior, at the end of my. Yeah, I think you were at the end of my junior year. Yeah, because you did uh, A's my senior year. Yeah, my my first uh, my first cat. Um, that's no. Yeah, I cut it up to three at the end of my sophomore year. Maybe I don't know. Regardless, you're a three yeah. right now, and yeah. this year you. I feel like you kind of weren't racing as much. I know you had a bad experience on one race, but are you going to continue next year with racing? Yeah. So actually I've been somewhat tapering. You could say I, uh, splurged on a cross bike. 
And oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a Boone Seven. It's uh oh, really so, splurged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I don't know. My power has actually been pretty good. I put out uh I've been putting out some uh best numbers for the year. I raced like almost all the collegiate season and then uh between getting uh like to work because uh i started my job the fourth of june and um leaving uh collegiate nationals i basically like rode whenever and as little or as much as i wanted uh for four four weeks so i kind of tapered and then didn't really race for a while but i'm back i'm back on the the incline upward nice at the moment yeah so you're gonna do a cross season is that the plan yeah i mean uh i'm a cat five on cross so <laughs> me too me too i'm looking forward to maybe winning a little more consistently <laughs> uh being yeah, really. on the podium you know i don't <laughs> get a lot of those uh being a smaller guy in crit races that doesn't really do any weightlifting and is generally too lazy to do core and strengthening exercises um, it never really lends to great podium success and criteria. So, um, yeah, you really need hills. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So within your, I don't know, five years on the bike or so around there, what's been the hardest moment you've ever had? Could be a crash. Could be a, workout could be you know whatever um i'd say like i had a couple of tough ones uh for me like i'd say i'd had two pretty tough ones and they actually both happened this uh past year uh the first one was i'm like uber competitive and i set goals um and uh i was having a really really tough fall semester uh in school and I was like, dang it, like, I'm not, maybe not even going to graduate in, in four years. Oh, geez. So I like, wasn't, I like, you know, I think a lot of people thought I was doing the whole secret training on Strava in the fall, but really I just wasn't writing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I was, yeah, I was a little down and about there. I think that, I think that's actually one of the hardest things about cycling is that it's a sport that rewards time. And if you if you know you're not putting in the time that you need to do, especially when you have somebody that's coaching you and is telling you like good stuff, um, I think it's really hard to sort of believe that you're even going to be able to make something out of your season, and that can be sort of mentally defeating. So I'd say that it's like mentally that's like one of, that's uh, that's one of the toughest moments I had, and then uh, I'd say like. Another tough moment is that I just, for whatever reason, uh, am like pretty prone to concussions. So it's just scary sometimes, uh, especially after I get like a mild one or whatever, um, to sort of go for corners and stuff like that consistently. Yeah. So honestly, I think more than physical, cycling is like, such a mental sport like if you're not in it if your head's not in the game that's honestly worse than like having all the power in the world yeah i would agree with that like if i'm going out 
um, after work for like a workout or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to go home. Like my power is never there at that point. So it's no. just like mentally you just give up and yeah, I don't know. But, uh, what about the best moment on the bike? Uh, I, I actually think I sort of like, uh, peaked, um, like I, I'd say my single handed, like the greatest athletic performance on the bike was actually this past little five, which is like the most ironic thing ever, because it's the year I like trained the least, didn't do anything right. <laughs> and I was like having my best power ever, like a couple of weeks before it. Like I remember basically I like wasn't fit until like March. And, <laughs> and the race is in April. Yeah. <laughs> I was over at Louisville and, and he doesn't know this, but at the time Jacob Hansen had just counted up to a three. So he was able to do A's and, uh, I, I sort of felt like this pressure of, you know, I need to deliver, uh, because he's like looking to me to help him out, you know, to be like, we're a legitimate team, whatever. So we're over in Louisville. It's his first. To get, hold on. Let me clarify. This is to get points for, to net for nationals, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. So Arnold Omnium, or actually it might've not even been, yeah, it was an Omnium. The, the race was at Iroquois park. And, uh, for whatever reason, we somehow got in a breakaway with Marion and oh, man, yeah. And I rode my heart out like, and at the end of the, so, uh, if, if you're a, if you're a cycling geek, you will know that training peaks is where people record their workouts and stuff. So I remember I like uploaded the ride after and it said uh, all time best five minute power. And I'm like, no way. Like I haven't even been riding. Like what is, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the moment that I knew I would be okay. And uh, anywho, yeah, little five was just, I'd say my best moment on the bike ever. Like we crashed. Uh, it seemed like every time, except like once my teammates left me like half a lap behind every time I got on the bike. So there were like one, there were like too many times that I just didn't know I was going to make it. And somehow I did. Um, and like for us, like being at the final lap was just like such a big deal. Cause yeah, that was crazy. Like, I didn't actually think we were going to do it. Like it was one of those things where you tell your team teammates like, Oh yeah, we're going to be at the last lap. But in your head, you're like, you know, by the miracle of God, we're going to be at the last lap. Yeah. And just to clarify, like, it's like impressive to be on the last lap. I think we only did it once. Um, but normally there's like maybe five teams out of 33 that are there. If that. Except this last year, actually, we had a big, uh, big pack, uh, which was a little bit of a bummer. Cause I thought, okay, last lap automatic top 10. And actually, yeah. I get last out of the entire pack, and that's 11. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I mean, yeah, you had you guys were off the back, and then you had to chase to get back on, like, I don't know how many times. So just to actually make it there, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think these guys are really motivated this year. Uh, I hope they have a good season, and... Uh, I think it'll be really good for them to sort of not have me. I think uh, while I was ultimately good, I think um, my maybe it gives them more personal motivation rather than me just like 
sending 30 bazillion group messages and knocking on their doors to get them to wake up. Yeah. They have to self-motivate them. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, all right. And then last question, one place you haven't ridden that you want to ride anywhere in the world. So for me, that's actually like, I don't know why a super easy question. Like there's something about the, the, uh, Italian, um, you know, I don't even know what mountain range it is, but it's like where the Mortarolo and the, uh, Sestriere and all that stuff is at. Okay. I think that'd be the coolest place to go. Like I, uh, while when I started watching pro cycling, uh, I'd say like by far my favorite cyclist was Alberto Contador. And <laughs> he, I remember like this ride that he flatted and he had to like TT back on to Fabio Aru, who at that time uh, was trying to take the pink Jersey away from him, um, on, on the Mortirolo and they, I don't know, that climb just seems almost sort of mythical. I'd also like to ride like something like the Angleru, something crazy like that. I don't know. I yeah. think somewhere over there for sure. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. Anywhere in Europe, pretty much that has climbs and mountains. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us your story. Thank you for so, having me. Yeah, of course. And we'll see you next week on the SoPro Cycling Show. See you.